Hi, welcome to Go Tell Mom. I'm Diana Kelly, and I've been momming for several decades, including tending my fur babies, kids I gave birth to, kids I mentored as a broadcaster and college instructor, my kids' friends, and my friends. I'm not a psychologist or doctor, but I do know how to dig up advice from those who are, and that's what I'll share with you. If you have something to share with me, remark, comment, question, please comment below. Well, it's back to school in our neighborhood, and I've noticed a lot of parents looking stressed. A lot of kids looking stressed, too, for that matter. And a big part of that is having to restructure your routine. Got to admit, when my kids were public school age, I was not too good at routines. I tended to structure things around my kids' activities, not the other way around. And we all paid for it with extra stress, because you're supposed to have certain things done when you're raising little people, like making sure they're fed, they're washed, they're doing their homework, they're sleeping, they have clean clothes. Well, we didn't do any of those things in a mannerly fashion. Someone always had practice or rehearsal or projects or play dates. And I try to shoehorn the things you have to do around those other things. It was kind of like letting the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, we needed some rules before we said yes to the activities. Amanda Morin from understood.org admits when kids don't follow a routine, it can be really frustrating. So she suggests letting them get involved in setting up the rules. She says when kids help create routines, they're more likely to follow them. When kids have a say in what they're supposed to do, it's harder for them to say no to what's on the schedule. It also helps them feel a little more secure about what they're doing. But you need to be realistic. Set a time frame that will actually work for them and not stress them out. Do a run-through to see exactly how long it takes to do an item on the schedule. If your child needs to get dressed, eat breakfast, pack up, and get out the door in the morning, try it on a day when you're not in a rush. If it takes 10 minutes longer than you planned for, go back and adjust it, Warren advises. That means setting priorities. Rushing to get the extras done can create bad feelings. Dialing them back can help ease that stress. Do you really need to wash the dishes right after dinner, or can you wait a little later? Are baseball practices cutting into homework time? Maybe reevaluate the reality of your kid playing for the Braves, especially if he doesn't get excited about the games. Alexia Delner of PureWow.com says flexibility is key in setting a routine for kids. Your schedule doesn't have to be set in stone, but it should be consistent and predictable. Young kids especially get comfort and security from predictable routines. If your kids are too young to make out words on a schedule, take photos and print them and cut them out and paste them on a paper calendar that you can stick on the fridge. Both Morin and Delner stress the importance of writing down the routine. Head Start's Early Childhood Learning and Knowledge Center says kids feel in control of their environment when they can see a schedule and know what's happening next. As kids grow and grow, they can follow routines, demonstrate emerging independence, and adjust to change more easily. Of course, it doesn't hurt for parents to be committed to that schedule, too. Kids kind of like to know that the folks who look out for them have to play by the rules as well. Next, I'll be joined by my friend and colleague, Dr. Sherry Waltz. Dr. Sherry Waltz joining us. School's back in session. Parents' stress levels are going up, and so are the kids sometimes, depending on what they're involved in. So how do you balance kids' activities and their classes and everything else that's going on when you're a parent? I think it definitely has to do with their age Mm. and probably also your flexibility in terms of work 
and life and all those other things. Right. But I definitely saw a big difference in what my kids did when they were little versus what they did when they were middle and high school. Yeah. And so when they were really little, our kind of rule of thumb was that they had to do some type of a craft because they really enjoyed crafts. So Yay. they were very into anything artsy. Right. Um, and so they did something artsy every I say semester, but that's just because I've always thought from a school academic you know, perspective. So every fall they would do something and every spring they would do something artsy. And then they would also have to do something that was activity driven. It wasn't always sports, although they did play soccer and some other things. But sometimes they did um, they did ballet. They did swim. They've done um did like some hiking thing. I, they've done all kinds of things. Yeah. My, my always rule was you could sit and do crafts, but the other one you had to be standing and doing something. Something active. Yeah, something yeah. active. Um, and so when they were little with that, that was harder in one sense because they had so many more things. Right. We had places to be, activities, recitals, contests, whatever that looked like more often mm-hmm. because they didn't always do all of the same things. But for me, I was really blessed that at that point I still lived in California and my mother-in-law um, was there, and she, she helped a lot. And so she was that second hand to get them where mm-hmm. they needed to be. My husband at the time, I'm still my husband, but at the time, worked in the restaurant industry. So he had days off during the week. Ah. Um, so that was really helpful as yeah. well. So yeah, it, yeah. we really had a support group that assisted with getting the student, the kids where they needed to be. Because all of these were usually through our community center. Mm-hmm. We had a really robust community center that we did. So it was all through the city and through the community, not through their school. Yeah, we were lucky in that um, my ex-husband has three brothers, and at various times, one of them would be living with us and and helping with the kids from time to time, you know, so getting them, if we were working late, they'd get them to whatever event, whether it was rehearsal or practice or whatever, they'd, they'd manage to get them there. But there were a lot of times when it was tooth and nail whether or not we were going to get to pick them up when they were supposed to and once or twice we may have been a little late and I hate putting that kind of pressure on other people that have to get home to their families you know that are in charge of supervising these kids you know whether it was um, when they were really little they went to a Montessori school so they'd have extra classes in like learning computers which is kind of ironic since my son is currently studying that at TTU uh, but you know or taking ballet uh, baby ballet lessons yes. but still just to get some sense of music and movement and that kind of thing and my daughter studied commercial songwriting in college you know so it what they did when they were little kind of led to what they did later. But there was rehearsal and there were time classes and recitals and, well, you know, the drill. You've gone through that with, with your kids and their music. Yeah. So, so. it definitely it, – it can definitely be difficult to juggle, juggle it all. And I know that you mentioned that you had forgotten them at once or twice or been late. And I'll just say that yeah. that is very typical. And still to this day, my oldest daughter, she remembers it very vividly. I don't think it was that dramatic, but she remembers <laughs> being forgotten at school one day. Um, of course, that was at the time where my husband worked nights and I worked during the day. And so we were always juggling who would be picking up who. And I guess we just missed it, neglected to, to set that schedule. And one day after school, no one came to pick them up and they were in the office crying i don't know what they thought was going on but they were crying hysterically they had their game boy and of course i'm frantically trying to get over there um and pick them up and that was the one time and to this day 
I don't know, 10 years later, she still will mention it. Um, and she'll say, do you remember that time when you forgot us? And I'm like, oh, honey, if you only knew what it took to keep us on a schedule, right. to keep us, this family moving forward, right? From everything from, you know, making sure the laundry gets done and food is on the table right. and you're getting your homework done and yeah. you're getting to class and you're doing those activities. I think it's definitely, um, it takes a lot to manage that. And um, I don't know, we're, we came from a very traditional household. And so the bulk of that work was on my shoulders. Right. Um, and I know that's different in a lot of different families, but it was definitely not always smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for us... Uh, I would rely on on whoever the instructor, the supervisor, whoever was in charge of the extracurricular activity, sending home a list of when they had practice or rehearsal or shows or games so that we would be able to sync that up with what we were doing during the week and know when we'd have to get somebody to wear. But also to know when they would have time for homework so if they had a big project coming up dun 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 they would have to make sure that they got to it well in advance and not do what they usually did which was wait till the night before and frantically scream about what they needed for materials <laughs> yes <You know. laughs> the very late run to uh cvs or walgreens right, to get right. poster board or whatever exactly i learned early on to keep a stash of that yeah. because i was like oh that just doesn't ever work out yeah i, I was fortunate that kids my kids were both very studious so they they would get done what they needed to get done. Um, very rarely did they not turn something in, but we had many a nights where tears are, you know, rolling because mm -hmm. they forgot about something or they didn't have enough time to get something done yeah. or whatever that whatever that looked like, and it was difficult. We kept a master schedule. Um, so that worked out really well for me because I'm just that type of person. You I like, are a planner. <laughs> I'm a planner. So I did also love it when, when teachers would send home the schedule and say, this is practices or this is when the games are. Mm -hmm. And when those things would come in, they would all go in my schedule. When the kids were uh, middle school, high school, we kept like a family calendar. So we um, had an app where everybody was color coded and we could put in what everybody had to do. Excellent. And then I could message them through the calendar. Um, and we don't do that now, but I still find myself, even now, I'll put in like the kids' dentist appointments. Um, my kids are, you know, 23. I don't I don't manage their <laughs> dentist appointments anymore. But I will still be like, oh, okay, I know you have a dentist appointment coming up because they'll, they'll say something to me. And then I'll be like, oh, you have a dentist appointment next week. And then I'll put it in my calendar just so that I can remember. I'm just so used to using the calendar as my memory tool right. that I just... I don't remember things like that anymore. I just try not to. It's like yeah. just extra junk. So I use the calendar for everything. Like, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. This is where we're going to be. And I think that I trained myself back when they were in middle school with all those events. Yep. And I just relied on that calendar to get me where I needed to be whatever day that was going to you know, be. Yeah. And I think that that works well when you've got a calendar. I know I rely on I never used to be a calendar person. Again, I would look at schedules and all that. But then I discovered that if I didn't map out when my student, my, my children um, had specific projects due as students, yeah. uh, then again we get the frantic last minute they they'd come home from rehearsal and say i have to do i've got a test tomorrow or i've got this project due tomorrow well why weren't you doing it over the weekend when you were just fussing around on your game boy with your friends <laughs> you know um and and 
it would be easier if I knew when they had projects due. So we got to the point where we would put up a list of when they had projects due so that we wouldn't be missing something like that. Somehow when they got older, um, some of those lists would disappear from the side of the fridge. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but yeah. Uh, and and then I'd get the last minute frantic, or I'm going to have to turn in something late because of and, I'd, and as a professor now, I'm looking at it and saying that must have just really frosted the teacher to have to you know extend something for them. Some of them were good about it; others were like, "No, you're taking a zero, you know. And just like with our with our faculty, you know, it's it, but. It's easier if you know ahead of time as a parent when they've got the big projects so you can nag them. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. I don't know. I that was a fine line, right? I try hard not to be a nag, but I also am a doer. So yeah. it's like if it's something easy, just do it. And then I don't have to mention it again to you. Right. So it's like let's just be right. done with it and then it's off the the piece, right? So it's like, yes, you have something happening on Friday. Why don't you just do it today? It'll take 5 minutes and then I don't have to ask you again all week. If it's done, yeah, because it's already done, and I know that that has, is difficult for my for my kids. But when we would look at the schedule, we would not just be scheduling, like, I don't know, because I'm, I'm a scheduler. So we would be scheduling everything, like from family activities. My husband worked. Um, now, when we moved to Tennessee, he works. Um, he has more of a Monday through Friday job, so he'd have weekends off. But then we would be trying to plan around some family time. Yep. So family time would get put on the yep. schedule. And you um, have to do that. Yeah, because if not, it just you just get busy. There's just always something happening, whether that was a special dinner we were going out to eat, uh, we would, you know, like to go see movies at the time, pre-COVID, right. you know, but yep. all of that stuff, we yep. would we would have different things that we would put on the schedule, um, usually like once a month that we, depending on their age, um, be able to still do something as a family and, you know, birthday celebrations yeah. and all of those family things. Yeah. And that's why I just got really used to having all of that together all yeah. in one place all on one calendar and what i liked about it was the kids could also schedule their own activities and i'd be able to see them so like if they were going to go to a friend's house they'd put it in the calendar uh, and then i would know where they're going to be and, yeah. and all of that good stuff but, well and you know it gives you more confidence as a parent when you see something like that because then you don't feel like it's chaos yes you know yeah. and, and i think a lot of times if you're a parent that wants your kids to be active and involved and busy, you know, you, you don't want to have to cut it back because there's too much chaos. You'd no. like to be able to have it organized. So it's systematic chaos. Yes, <laughs> that's what I like. And then, of course, it all got way better when they started to drive. And then yeah, when they started they to take drive, themselves places. Yep, I was like, OK, it's your schedule now. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know when rehearsals are or yeah. what days and what yeah. times other than you're not going to be home. But I'm like, that's on you. You know, <laughs> you you get yourself there and you get yourself home type of thing. And so yeah. it kinda, it definitely ebbs and flows. Right. So the age of the kid really changes what how much scheduling we had to do and what type of scheduling we had to do. And then also, I think for us, for my husband and I, because we've had several different transitions in terms of our careers since my kids have been, you know, around um, that Likewise. depending on, yeah, you know, so depending on what, if I was in a corporate job, I had a much different type of flexibility than when now I'm as an instructor, I have much different type of flexibility. So that really changed a lot as well. Um, and I think it's good also just to see if it's not working 
you know, to stop and reevaluate. My husband and I have always had a really good system that instead of making New Year's resolutions, we always just we just evaluate how things are working more about how we work as a unit, as a family, mm-hmm. and the kids as they got older are also involved in it. Like, what do we want this year to look like? What didn't work for us last year? And how do we fix it this year? And there were many times where we'd have to talk about the schedule because I tend to be a little rigid. I tend to be a little um, less flexible. And I'm kind of like, no, it's on the schedule. We're doing this today. You know, everybody's doing this right now. And, and so we had to work a lot about finding a balance yeah you know and as the kids got older they were able to communicate what that looked like for them and to talk about um how they would schedule their free time because i would schedule it out and they don't want that they wanted more um free time true free time where they didn't have to worry about that and so as they got older we were able to talk about what that looked like and they were able to influence the way the schedule worked so they had some decompression time yes yeah, because a lot of times it's really easy to get kids overscheduled. My kids would go crazy because summer would roll around. And because I was working and my ex-husband was working, you know, we'd be trying to get things scheduled for them during the time we were at work. And they're like, can't we just stay home and, you know, have a babysitter and maybe occasionally go over somebody's house? And I'd always figure they'd have to do something. And part of that was I didn't want them to get out of the habit of having a schedule. Because when you have three months of unstructured time, then getting back on track in the fall is kind of tough. It is. You know, it's like you've got to get yourself back into that, I have to be here at this point mindset. You know, whereas if they're completely unstructured, that gets to be difficult. Yes. So, but we would kind of go the other, swing the other direction (laughs) and overschedule them in the summer too. It's hard. It's a hard balance because you do, you, and you, you know, you fear of missing out. You don't uh, not provide something for your kids that other people are experiencing and, you know, and, and trying to make it all work. But I think this schedule, I don't know, for me personally, I love having a schedule. And even now my younger daughter, daughter, you know, has mentioned in, in many a times, especially this summer, because this summer she ended up quitting her job early before she started her PhD program. And so she had like two months where she thought she was doing all this stuff and it turned out nothing really happened. Oh. And she was like, oh, it's like, I think I really should have had a schedule. She's like, oh, you know, it was it was good for her to have some decompression time. So I don't fault her for that. Right. But um, but she had bigger hopes about what she was going to accomplish during this break. And the days just come and go. And so I think she has learned that, okay, maybe I don't have to be as rigid as mom when it comes to a schedule. I don't have to have every moment, you know, decided on, but maybe having a schedule Mm -hmm. is a good thing. And she's actually even talked about now, because now she's in her week three of her program. She's like, okay, well, I think we're going to, um, on these days we're eating out, on these days we're eating at home. You know, now she's an adult, she's married now. So now she, you know, but she's like, she's thinking about what that schedule looks like like. for her and her husband. And now that she's going back to school. And I think that that all came about because of what we did as kids. Yeah. And again, she doesn't like the way I did it, which is great. So now she'll change it to what works for her, um, you know, but I think she sees the value in it. Yeah, it's always good to have a schedule. Yeah. I, I think whether it's a, a loose schedule or a more complex one, it's still a valuable tool for keeping your kids on track. And it gives them a sense of security, I think, when they know I have to be doing this at this 
point in time. Well, Dr. Sherry Wells, thank you very much. I'm Diana Kelly, and thanks for listening to Go Tell Mom, where we chew on stuff that you talk about with your mom, or maybe not. If there's something you want brought up, something you want to add, comment below, and I'll be back next week.